0: You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist,
1: teacher, and founder of L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Chen
0: of.
2: What up, what up? What's up, guys? And ladies? And gentlemen? <laughs> <laughs> today, finally, we have John Ennis with us today John Wellington Ennis is, uh, he's been a friend of mine now for about eight or nine years or so Basically once I started getting into the graffiti world Um, and, uh, when I first met him, I believe he had done some filming And, uh, I think you'd done the movie, uh, Citizens United by then uh, I'd
1: done shorts on that, yeah Okay and I'm uh still working on pay to play. And
2: was getting involved with doing some uh some graffiti himself. Mm. Um mm. now John, when first of all, thanks for coming all the way out here today uh from LA to <laughs> City of Industry. Fun drive, huh? <clears throat>
1: you know, that's that's actually like a normal commute for people like <laughs> I can not I
2: know. Well, my dad, dad blows commuted, my
0: mind. Commuted from West Covina to Compton for like twenty five years. Man. Yeah,
1: that was my. I mean, <laughs> that's like <a laughs> until my job. Yeah, moved. Thankfully, that was my normal commute, so I can't complain. I can, but nobody cares.
2: So, John, I um, when um when was the first time you actually did a piece of street art?
1: Man, I just want to uh say that. It's so weird even talking about this stuff because you, you just don't talk about it. You know, it's so crazy how it's like you just sit well, you here do. and confess <laughs> to illegality. So yeah, I know. Exactly. I was just thinking about how counterintuitive, like explaining yourself on something, and record, want- <laughs> something like this is because it's like no, that's the whole point is that you just like you don't talk about it. You didn't, it well, the, they, you know, there's a difference. So, there's,
2: you know, a, a true graffiti artist. Um, John is one of the the most pure and truest graffiti artists. I've ever met. He is also um, the most prolific graffiti artist that I've ever met. That's coming from one Stop. of the uh, most <laughs> prolific artists no, I No, he likes to keep a low profile, <laughs> so I'm not going to blow him completely out of the fucking water, but just just let me tell you this, okay? This dude is more active with more things uh, in dealing with issues you barely know about unless you keep in touch with Consumer Reports. Okay? Now, if you if you check out Consumer Reports all the time, then you might have an idea of things that the government's trying to slip by you or whatever. But John is one of the most knowledgeable um, people I've ever met. Um, And so when it comes to politics and policies and stuff like that, that's who I look to when I'm, you know, doing a piece on the street or something like that. And sometimes we've collaborated. We've actually got one of the biggest pieces
0: ever. Well, you guys are in a collaboration called PSA Crew,
2: right? Yes. Yes. Political street art crew. Now, one of the things for dad me, crew, also, <laughs> <laughs> yes. we're dads. John also has a, uh, a daughter. Uh, how old is she now? She's eight, that's right. Same as my twins. Yep,
0: so where I know John from is basically from this book, Where Else But the Streets, actually. Yeah, he's and a
2: publisher, he's a filmmaker, dude. I mean, is a father a vandal? It's it's amazing. And you know,
0: this is one of the great, uh, great street art books, in my opinion, because it focuses on a lot of the LA artists and as LA Street Art Gallery. But I mean, we've been around for quite a while, too. And uh, I see yes. a lot of the people that have, uh, you know, graced this book. And, uh, you know, we're, I've just seen them in the streets for so long. And this definitely captures, uh, in my opinion, um, a lot of the core group of the L.A. street artists, you know. So, yeah, very um, contemporary. You know that
1: Thanks. Yeah, the book covers, uh, twenty, uh, like, 2010 to 2013 when there was really an explosion of street art going on around L.A. And so that was around the time that I was sort of wading into... Both documenting it and then experimenting it with, with it as a means to, uh, to try to uh, you know use my voice in a political uh, forum, uh, because I started to realize that there was a way to, you know, affect that you know how people are, you know, they're driving to work, they're sitting in their car at a stoplight or something, they can look over and see something that's about what they're hearing about on the radio that day, you know? Yeah, exactly. something like you that, know, where it's like, that's, that's, that's as current as you can get, you know? Especially when it, you know, back then, and, you know, it was a lot more, because in, it was illegal. In 2010. And, yeah, yeah. Tr- tr- and it was getting heavily policed, and it was around the explosion of, uh, you know, Exit Through the Gift Shop. But yeah. the, uh, there was a crackdown because of it. Really? They, oh, yeah. So there mean, which the which artists? Do you, do you know any? No, no, so there was a whole crackdown because some, everybody was trying to, Put up street art. It was interesting. It was cool. Yeah. But uh, there was also concurrent to this, and this is a lot of the reason of the spillover, is that there was a mural ban in Los Angeles for a long time. Did you know Yeah, this? I remember okay. that. Yeah, yeah, I do so, remember that. Yeah, yeah the, the mural ban was had more to do with outdoor advertising being uh, unregulated. Yeah. And so they're still trying to figure that out and the city council is taking time and figuring it out. So that backlog is what had created, you know, all this, you know, people were using it as an outlet. And so that's why people were putting up posters and all this other stuff. And so in the recent years when they allowed murals again, like, there became not just the forum, but it also raised the game, I think. So not as many people need to try to put stuff up when it's, you know, getting what, so good out there.
0: What was the whole thing about the advertising? Let's talk a little bit about that. I think there was, like, How many illegal billboards in, like, Los Angeles? So it was
1: was pretty epic. I mean, they were doing, and you don't see this now, they were doing, like, building dreams. (laughs) They were, like, they were just, I mean, because once you created, like, this, like, a printer where you could just make these things, like, they were just going off, and they just weren't asking. And that's, like, serious, like, you know, imagine, I mean, teacher, you, you know something about remodeling housing. Imagine just, like, Building a bunch of houses without zoning or checking with city officials like I mean the, it'll catch up with you like it's just like yeah. unfathomable it's just, oh, like, yeah. it's just that with a house it's a lot of like you got to take it all apart and pay for it. it's just like with a banner you're like okay fine we'll take it down but yeah it was getting so big and it's worth so much money that you know uh i put it this way. When we, uh, like, two Maydays ago, we just had Mayday, a teacher and I put up this uh, thing in uh, West L.A. There was a uh, an old uh, flower uh, store, and it's still there, and it's been shut down. Mm-hmm. And they had this, like, big, like, sort <laughs> of uh, obelisk thing that sticks on the top of it that's right next to the 10 freeway. It goes <laughs> up about
2: 40 feet, 45 yeah, okay, feet. Okay, yeah.
1: And, um, and it said uh, florist on the side and mm-hmm. a couple of the letters had fallen off and it was facing the freeway for a long time and so I grabbed teacher and he figured out exactly how to pull it off and so we put up R E S and red letters on top of where the letters had fallen Which off. Which was so,
2: basically me on a ladder. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But he knew how to measure it exactly. So he started with the an E and this is like the total the, the total OG shit where it's like no 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 you're on the streets now. You can't fuck up. <laughs> no. So so it said resist in big letters. <laughs> yeah. So that when you're driving down the 10. So I looked up like and that was up for two weeks before they painted it down. But also it was starting to like fade. Like when it was brand new, shiny red, it was just so shocking. Yeah. And then it rained or something, so it's gonna go away. But like those first few days are when it's the most powerful and so yeah. I looked it up. I think like you know the exposure of that would have been about like two hundred fifty thousand people nice. that were just that would have seen that based on like average. The location and everything. Yeah, because yeah. it was right on the ten, and it's so slow there. <laughs> you just sit there and yeah, stare. Just, it's I right, get this right at eye he level. Text me this
2: picture one day, right? And it's this fucking big old high obelisk, you know, and it's got IST on it. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck you want to do, dude? What are you doing? And he goes, dude. All we got to do is put an RES, and I was like, oh, dude.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, going back to what you were asking about advertising, I mean, you know, that's so valuable. And that's like, you know, something we pulled out of our butts. And so yeah. that, uh, and that's sort of like why I like to do it is because it's like, well, you've got the captive audience and you're already competing against this stuff. But also, of course, of course, since, you know, over the last 10 years, you've seen how much ads have. Uh, Imitated street art in every way they possibly can, including oh, yeah. using actual stencil, sidewalk yeah. and stuff. But I mean, just seeing like the spray paint and the stencil ads being used until the point where they actually had, I think the best was the campaign, that Will Ferrell movie with Zach Galifianakis. They had two billboards mm-hmm. down Coenga. Uh, opposite each other where one was spray a physical dummy was spray painting something on each other's billboard and I was <laughs> like okay it'll never get better than that no. yeah yeah, yeah. I mean
0: it. that has a huge budget behind it basically that's, that's yeah, epic you know I mean? <laughs> yeah. that was epic you but know? it's kind of some validation of like hey uh, you know it's becoming it's kind It so
1: of confirms everything that you know?
0: you know street art is a you know genre that's here to stay
2: and you know it's
1: yeah but that it shows that like that's what everyone looks for and because it's something handwritten in your eye immediately goes to it right. Right. if you do
2: something that's too perfect, sometimes it blends in a little oh, yeah. bit too much. And everybody know.
1: uses the same font, D-I-N. You know, it <laughs> and so, it's so you know ubiquitous that that little bit of thing that's new. And I live in Hollywood, which is just like constant warfare of developers, homelessness, tents, You know, taking over spaces, oh, uh, street art going up and then going down. And more ads coming up, and buildings going up. I mean, it's, it's just like I, I can't think did, of a place uh, of a more combative landscape right now.
2: We also did another Without big, film,
1: big piece. that's uh, probably one of the biggest pieces
2: I've ever done, the monopoly. and that was the the mock monopoly board, and that was 2012. I really, really like that one, man. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you know, it
0: was the actually the first time I saw it um, was at teacher's solo show. Actually, <laughs> oh, I mean, I seen
2: pictures of it, but I hadn't actually seen it in person. And Just so you people understand what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, John actually got in touch with me, and uh, he said, look... This um, is about the
1: time when we met, and we were hanging out, and we both started to get into art because we both had babies, and we were all that's like, right. we got to do something about art, the future of our crew, kids. Man. Yeah. And uh, and I'd been working on this movie about uh, campaign finance reform for a number of years, and I had uh, turned a... You know, my whole thing is trying to take these complex issues and make them more accessible to people, and, and try to make them and wrap them up in other uh, cultural um, make them more palatable. Movements. Yeah, people that I understand that, them that in different ways. Really, yeah, so street art and hip hop, or the uh, kind of ways in documentary, and so I was. Uh, Struggling to make the intricacies of campaign finance reform, you know, relatable to people and uh, especially young people to understand that that's sort of like, you know, until we can uh, fix how people are elected and put in office, like nothing else is really going to matter. And so if you care about the environment and like we really got to figure out about how you get people in office and get things changed after the fact. So it's not just like a one time. Election night's over. Whoops. Election night's <laughs> over. Hooray kind of thing. So, yeah. uh the um so street art was one of the things and so around this time in 2009 I want to say um I uh, this is a documentary by the way pay to play that would span about 8 years I think okay. making it. So so this is towards the end and so you're you're constantly looking for new ways to like make it more relevant and expand and tie in what you're doing but then things keep happening and so you have to like combat (laughs) and so you know I I went to film school and I learned you know writing and stuff but where'd you go to film school I went to USC my freshman year and then I went to NYU nice my uh completing three years and so uh and make sure we talk about New York because that was a formative thing but the uh um Work on reality TV when I came out here in two thousand one helped me realize the opportunity, you know, the importance of like constantly shooting um, possible storylines of where it could be going or yeah. updating or something like that. And so that was cool at first, but then like years later, when you keep like following, chasing your end, you're like, oh my god, how's this gonna end? And with <laughs> street art. And so I started out with uh, this Monopoly man, this poster that I was seeing around and i had a monopoly theme in my movie because my uh, theme was that uh, i was re- explaining our pay to play campaign finance reform our our pay to play campaign system using a monopoly board and so uh, in my film and so somebody putting up a Monopoly, man, I was like, that's interesting. And that sort of ties in. And I'm interested in, you know, putting up stuff as a way to reach people. So that led into meeting a kid who would eventually call himself Alec Monopoly. And that's what's in my book. And that's in my uh, film, briefly. and yeah. um, And so that also was a time when there was a lot of, uh, you know, hit him and then free, and I think Liba sort of kicked off this era, at least around Melrose and other places. Yeah, right. Starting to yeah, get yeah. absolutely. And, and so I that, remember seeing them when I cut out here, and-, and then exit foot through the gift shot drop, and then everybody else like was inspired <laughs> the by floodgates it. Floodgates were open. The floodgates were open, and yeah. it was literally the same terrain and stuff, and a lot of it was surprisingly good, and that's what I was desperate to try to capture in my book because I was like. These aren't so bad, and everyone's going in on it, and it's interesting. But you know, that was also before social media became yeah, a thing. thing. Yeah, that's the thing. so putting yourself up with independence and like no, that street was was yeah, a way What's to do funny. It. Is
2: a lot of people don't know that. You know, Alec put in all this work before he
1: started banking like he is now. Uh, oh yeah, he, he, he was a very work, prolific. Man. Yeah, and he absolutely showed his talent, and I, and I uh, documented the fuck out of it because I was so intrigued. You helped by him it. do a show in New York, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That was a really that was part of the book, and I did a, you know the whole story of him trying to do that, you know, and how he called me when the police were chasing after him. <laughs> I mean, people forget the illegality about this shit, dude. The NYPD detectives, like once they fucking like get you in the crosshairs as a annoying little punk that they want to snuff out. Forget <laughs> it, dude. Like, I They're lived in New York. Under, yeah. And, yeah, and so um, anyway, so I'll finish the pay-to-play story about how I'm a teacher and then make sure we get back to New York. But so <laughs> at the end of this, I finally start to see, you know, cut to, you know, the biggest uh, – decision about campaign finance reform, about campaign finance in our generation happens. And I'm already like knee deep in this documentary about campaign finance called, and then it's Citizens United. And so I have to spend about a year figuring out how to explain that to people and I become an expert on it. And then, uh, so then that's, and that's also the year of uh, freaking Occupy Wall Street and so, well, all, and these was, so all these other things are occupied? coming together so <laughs> all these things are coming together all these things are coming together and they all sort of tie in I'm desperate to do it or something and then so around this time I admit teacher and um, I had finally had this idea of how we could try to tie it together. So now, I'll remind you, I'm living through making this film, and it's been <laughs> going on for a couple of years now. Yeah. I've got three different storylines. I've got <laughs> campaign finance. <laughs> I've got Monopoly. Yeah. And I've got Street Arch. Yeah. And I've got more footage than I know what to do with. And <laughs> oh I, and man, that sounds I, so I, stressful. Occupy Wall Street <laughs> has already happened, and mm-hmm. it still doesn't quite feel like an ending. And you're like, how have <laughs> I not? Like, what else has to happen? I, I've, I, you know, I chased a guy. Who was the only guy running for Congress who wasn't taking PAC money in 2010, you know? It was incredible how much stuff. And then I was finally like, okay, 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 we got a time all together. And like in a flash of smoking weed, you know, (laughs) sitting outside my office in Beverly Hills, I was like, okay, okay, how about this? We put a big monopoly board that's our pay to play board together somehow on the street, like for this protest or something that was going to happen in downtown. And somehow I was like, "Oh my god, that could work. That makes sense." And so, but what was amazing, and you get to see it in the film pay to play, is when I just like brought it up to teacher, and I like barely like sat down with him more than a couple of times, and I was like, "What do you think of this?" And he was like, "Yeah, okay." And I was like, "What do you mean, okay?" <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and he was like, "Yeah, uh,
2: you no were Hey, uh, you were very clear. You had a you had
1: It was all mapped directive. out. Yeah, but I had no sense of like how big a scale of what he could do. And I was like, "Okay, you like it? Like you think it's a good idea? Like." <laughs> And, it's, and it ends up being that he just knew exactly what to do and how to, like, fabricate it. And I didn't even, like, grasp that it, it wasn't like, you know, I've always grown up doing the art project stuff that I roped in people to, like Tom Sawyer or some shit. So, like, I, I didn't even understand. Like, he didn't need my help. He, uh, <laughs> he, summed, he had all the supplies. But this wasn't, like, I mean, he knew, and I was thinking about how incredible this was, to go and ask people who were making vinyl billboards, these vinyl billboards that were plaguing the city then, and he asked them for one or two, and they gave us two, I think, right? They And, uh, and, and here's the funny thing And with this that, is like, never happened since.
2: No, no, Regency billboards happened to be, for some reason, like 85% of the billboards I hit was Regency billboards. Not trying to just happen that way, yeah, but <laughs> they, of all the companies, Clear Channel, um, CBS, um, all these others, they were the only billboard company that offered to donate two uh, billboard vinyls for what they thought was some art, uh, thing at Fairfax high School but right. they didn't need to tell eventually me. was it was yeah. eventually. That, eventually it was yeah so eventually
1: so yeah so he knew to drive out to like I don't know well outside the city to like <laughs> ask him and this like middle-aged lady was like willing to do it for a hug from teacher basically and so <laughs> she uh, and so she uh, we we got these two things that are so heavy and they're so like compact. And then like we get back to his house in the driveway in the street You unfurl them and they just keep going and going 48 feet long. And going. It's like imagine feet it's wise. just yeah. like it's impossible how thin these things are and how strong and it just keeps going and going. You're like, what the hell are we gonna do? And so and it just managed to work out perfectly that by cutting them in half, and he was able to figure it out that because- we had enough to map this huge downtown intersection that I uh, measured out. And so this, the fact that we are even able to score that, and this is for my film that I was trying to, like, finish, you know, all these, like, miracle things coming together that I still, like, marvel at. And these are the things that make me not want to try to do filmmaking anymore. By <laughs> dude, the, way, the day, so, like, the day that we I can't count put it on it this shit coming together. Like, <laughs> yeah, are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Oh, my The God. day
2: that we put it up, okay, we're downtown. There's all these marches going on and shit. Shit's going crazy. Mayday, dude. Okay, it's, like, it's Mayday. It.
1: It's immigration, downtown labor. LA. okay. We're at, originally I think we were going to do it at um,
2: spring and 6th.
1: Yes, we were gonna and do it at an occupy. So occupy was gonna uh, come back in L.A. and they had this very ambitious thing where they're gonna have four separate groups appear in one intersection coming from different directions. And of course, like occupy, it didn't really materialize all at once, like it said. So, <laughs> and it was L.A., so it's, they're coming from all over. So just like me coming now, it's like oh, it's an hour, and I had twenty minutes later. you know, you know, reality. And so we just like scoped it, and yeah. there were so many police on hand mm. for this occupy thing, dude. They had no the intersection. Idea it was we ended come. up
2: doing. Had about 40 cops on bicycles standing around watching, okay? And then we looked down the street and we could see that there was a parade coming. And so we were like, like dude, let's oh, just. Oh,
1: that's a lot easier, dude. That's like a legit parade and like they're gonna do this illegal thing and they're not even here. and We are. We got this fucking, <laughs> like, I don't even know how this board's gonna pan out, man. Are you lo- kidding me?
0: I, actually, that's a great story. That you, it's from the vinyl from Regency, actually, because I remember taking notice of the material. Actually, you know what I mean. And you can step. Everybody's stepping on it. You know what I mean. Well, it's, that's the well, funny so, thing. Yeah, was we thought it was going to get
2: destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're like it's <laughs> fucked up. Forget we it. We taped it down. That's one of the things <laughs> yeah, 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 that, yeah. that that really helped it stay. And I think that's why the cops didn't do anything. Was because yeah. we were ta- if right. we didn't tape it down, it would have kind of floated Correct. up yeah, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. gotten in the way. The cops rode over it on their bikes. Yeah, they didn't care.
1: Yeah. Nice. They rode over on the cop cars.
2: Two parades went over
1: that thing. Yes and it was like you know as one uh, girl later described it to me as it was like church because it was the occupy parades coming from two different directions finally meeting and it was the uh, may day parades with the labor and the immigration marches and uh, and it was it was pretty nuts and they were yeah. driving cars driving over this Yeah thing. but it was interesting and here's the thing that's sort of like anticipation of what was going to happen because there was like okay are these people going to show up from different directions and there was like the perfect amount of people loitering around the intersection, (laughs) not ready to jump in or anything. And so when we were finally, like, look at each other, like, well, let's just go two blocks over where there's an actual, like, they've already blocked it off. And, like, surprisingly, nobody stops us while we're doing this. And they're just watching. And there was, like, a few minutes where, like, all the people who had been sort of, like, waiting for something to happen from those Occupy things had, like, gathered around and then they all stood up. And I think it might be in the book. I'm not sure. But they all stood Around and they didn't want to step on it. And they're all looking down. I know, right? And it was such a weird, surreal <laughs> little moment where you're like, "Oh my gosh!" And so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that was down. Can to, you tell yeah, us so, a little
0: bit about like some of the you know uh, the properties? Just you know, the properties. Yeah, yeah. Each yeah. one. Yeah. Exactly. Because oh, I remember, man, yeah. You know, there's some really unique ones so, there. The,
1: so the making the the whole pay to play board was something that like took a couple a couple iterations and absolutely started to push my own graphic ability. And what I could do with uh, Photoshop and other stuff to the point where I became like, no, I should do more of this. And then now, I mean, you know, by the process of doing video of street art, I I almost like don't do video on my own anymore. And I make more visual art because it's almost like you spend so much time trying to get information through video and people explaining it. And then with graphics and, you know, I did so many, I spent a year doing graphics for Pay to Play that uh, you realize how much you're just trying to get in one image now. (laughs) <laughs> me so that's right. what fascinates me is like no the placement the framing is good but the couple the bit of text and it's like they're gonna take as long as they need to look at that one thing as you need to but you know it's not like you have to the hold their attention so anyway so that that's how you know the process of this film ironically made me become less exploratory for video and more for what you could do with with graphic art and, and street art so um, the the board itself was a uh, it started out as like well this will be like a and I and I. Which property did you start with first? Did you I don't convert? know. Let me let, let me see. I think it's in the book. But the uh, this is the thing that was so crazy is like I really tortured myself with trying to think I was going to make a board game that would also reflect what it takes to run for office. All the way at the end. Okay, thank you. It's his own book, people. Oh, there, and I'm uh, telling okay. him where it is. Yeah. I, I, yeah <laughs> thank God. <laughs> thank God. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the whole uh, board. I spent like okay. This is the thing, and I and I got to give credit is due. So this is, uh, I I did a documentary before this, and this is how all the stuff like starts to spill over, almost like the end of an Avengers movie after the credits, and <laughs> you're like, wait a minute, where's this going? <laughs> so I did so, and and this is how I even ended up. So in uh, two thousand six, uh, I went in July. I embarked on this whole. Documentary process, which would be end up being two films, and it was to explore elections in Ohio and what had happened in the two thousand four election between Bo- uh, Bush and Kerry. And uh, we knew that there were some problems. And then by the time I got there, investigated, went around the state, there were so many it was hard to like even get them into a documentary. You mean like the voting
0: machines and stuff? like that? Voting
1: machines, uh, voter yeah. suppression, uh, election fraud. Like you know, by the end of it, it Coingate. It's, yeah, it, it's so dark and, and, and heavy that, like, you you know, I had to find a way to make it inspiring still. And so uh, it led to – it shows me starting with a uh, making a uh, – coordinating a group with other people to document. With a full so,
2: head of dark hair.
1: Yes. <laughs> 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 document and, yeah, you can see why I'm losing it. Document uh, voter suppression on Election Day. Uh, called Video of the Vote. This is what this group is called. Mm-hmm. And we used a new website uh, called uh, YouTube.com where you could take videos of what was happening and then you know run it and then take it, You know it was still on tapes and stuff, capture it and then put it through your laptop, upload it, and within a, an hour or two, YouTube would have the video up. I mean, this was like the reality of what it was. It was a brand new site. And still, that was like, blew the media away. And so the amount of coverage we got from that became so, like... It was on like seeing like the you know I mean you see the movie but it's like Wolf Blitzer in the situation room is suddenly showing the crap that I was editing <laughs> on, my, on my laptop and you're like oh wow and he's like check this out and, and then um, I remember we you know for uh, election and for the election week in Ohio we, you couldn't even hire somebody like all the cameramen are booked and my producer hired a guy from Stockholm he was actually grew up in Mississippi. But he lived in Stockholm and when he came out and we told him what it was, he was like, oh, yeah, I saw this on the news. <laughs> was like, Jesus, dude. How did this spread? So uh, at the end of this whole thing, you know, we put this uh, group together and then a documentary about the group together in like the next year. So it was like by, you know, the 2008, we're trying to put this out to save the election and Obama's running for president at that point. And, uh, and so – at the we had this uh, animator. I was going for like a sort of like a schoolhouse rock kind of like animation. Uh, and so we had an animator who uh, did stuff, and she was good at the end, anim- like il- as an illustrator, I should say, but not an animator. And so she showed me this thing at the end because I told him about like, oh, we're doing something for pay to play. I think you know, we at that point we had so much footage, we had this <laughs> two and a half hour. Epic about elections in 2006 Ohio. It was both comedy and tragic and dark. And it was like, you know, my producer was like, we'll just cut this in half. <laughs> <laughs> One will be about the elections, voter suppression, election fraud, which nobody would talk about. And, and it was very taboo then. You know, I mean, voter suppression now is like a sport they cover on election day, but uh, <laughs> nobody. Nobody was like even talking about this crap then. And then the other one will be about campaign finance reform because that was one thing I was telling her after I had met all these in, uh, really inspiring candidates in Ohio was like, <clears throat> you know, if they don't have money to run, they're not going, they're not getting a shit. Like, you can't fault them for needing money, but we need to help them. But those are the rules, and some people can't, I mean, you know, was, so. Well, we didn't know that that was going to turn into the epic that was paid to play. So at the end of me trying to get this fucking free-for-all out, my illustrator <laughs> sends me this thing. She's like, John, I had an idea. <coughs> and I was like, man, not the time today, lady. I'm burning the DVD. I, you know, we got – and, you know, the, you know. It's done. And then she was like, no, wait. And then she shows me this thing. And it's a haphazard illustration of a uh, monopoly board with, like, the Tom Noe guy and a GOP thing. And they're sort of, like, moving across this monopoly board together. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. It wouldn't be, like, a partisan board, though. Right away, my board, my whole mind was like, no, it wouldn't be like it's a Republican's monopoly. It's like that's the system it's like anyone who plays has to do it and so I was already off on another thing but I was like oh wow well, okay sure and so and I think that's at the end of of uh Free for all, and I'm glad we have it. It was like coming soon, pay to play. And you see the Monopoly board, and it's like, thank God we, we called it, we stuck with it, and it came out, and yeah, you know, yeah all this shit. Was, boy, we had no idea, yeah. <laughs> but how that started and what that became was a whole other sort of thing, that odyssey. But it ended up on Mayday with us putting this big vinyl monstrosity out, and people like going all over it. And then uh, the only thing that got better about it was that you. Somehow had a friend who got the aerial footage of it. It was like we, – we, I mean we had news Scott footage of it. Oh, OK. Hell yeah. We had, Shout out to Scott. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had like – I mean we got like a print f- that ran from uh, uh, AP that was like in newspapers. Like I went around to show the film and uh, I think up in Seattle or other places people were like, oh, yeah, I remember that photo was in the paper. <laughs> like where they were, you know, the, yeah. the, the and that's the one from our, our poster. And uh, and so to see, you know, how far that you know ended up going. Yeah. So anyway, we still we still have this freaking board and it's in my friend's
0: house. You know what I love about it is just like, you know, a lot of people when we talk about street art, uh, people just think, you know, first thing that comes to mind everybody thinks Banksy, right? A lot of times. And it's just like stencil art, which uh, is a big part of street art, you know. Um,
2: but you know, there's I'm sorry I gotta interrupt for just a second. I don't think that people fully understand what he was talking about. The board that we made, um, after all the parades and everything were done, we thought it was going to be torn up and we were just going to leave it there. But it still looked fine. So we untaped it and rolled it all back up, yeah. threw it back in the back of my truck. And then that board, John somehow got up to the stock exchange in New York
1: right, and she had did. these guys
2: yeah. put it out. Yep. During, I don't know, it was winter. It was like 17 degrees outside. It was the
1: anniversary of Citizens United. Yeah, that's right. It's the Stock Exchange. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's where yeah. you know, Hamilton was also down. It has Hamilton, also
2: Hamilton been to so. South by Southwest.
1: That's right. It has also been
2: to the fucking Capitol building on the lawn. Yeah, right. I saw like that. That's DC. right. That's More than than where, where you remember seeing it at my solo yeah, show, good, my yeah. first solo show. Yeah. And so this thing is is.
1: It's it's nuts and, and the painting is all. The, anyway, so it's yeah, it's it, it, it still it, exists. It, <clears throat> it's just it's, yeah. well, what I love about it. Basically, is again going back to
0: a lot of people just think stencil street art, or you know, they think uh, you know just random things but it doesn't always have to be paint even right, you, you yeah. know yeah, what I mean this it's, thing is so big yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's so
1: big every time and, and I sent it to people and they'd be like wow it's bigger than I'm like I mean, that's, it's that's the fl- one thing and I would tell my producer too she, I'm like just remember it's bigger than you think You know,
2: they it's couldn't just, spread people, it all yeah. the way out at the stock yeah. exchange oh, yeah.
1: there wasn't room it's, not big <laughs> I mean, it, it's a flat school <laughs> it's not big enough for yeah, you know I mean, Wall day, Street like, yeah. Wall Street's not big enough for that board Are you kidding me yeah
0: so I mean to me it's <laughs> just it's awesome because one again it has a message it's political it's like hey Political candidates, this is the game they need to play, you know. What I mean, I love yeah. that, I Great. love that because. Street art always has kind of like a deeper meaning. A lot of, you know, art just has visual art meaning. You're like, okay, that's a cool picture. That's it. You know what right. I mean? Um, it's one know, of the big
2: differences between street art and just graffiti, writer graffiti. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. is
0: there's yeah. a mess. I, well, yeah. I would say so. And, you know, nowadays it blurs a little bit, right? You know, some sometimes people blur, uh, but it's yeah. because of the influence of street art definitely Absolutely. that that it has blurred. But going back to the piece, I mean, I to me, I think that um, anything that's artistic that's going to last throughout the years. It has to have some sort of uh, talk about the times political message and things like that, you know
1: I hope so. And this is
0: a
2: trans- transcending piece. Yeah, definitely. and because yeah. still the same things are going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's for sure. I mean, I remember, like, my friend Holly, who uh, produced the film with me, I was friends with her since, like, my Holly first Holly Mosher, year what's it, up, lady? Uh, since uh, my first year at NYU, and, you know, we did, so, you know, we've done stuff, and we already did Free For All and organized this, you know, video of the vote, not just in Ohio, but across the country, and we've seen some stuff. But I remember us looking across the intersection, like, while this was happening and people reacting and taking pictures and we looked at each other like... Wow,
0: this is a- yeah. No, I mean it's an epic. F- it really is, this and is I hadn't seen anything man. like, like the, that. But before the reaction
1: it. to it is what's so powerful. You know? Yeah, know so it's yeah. so great, especially the first time. After that, like it's, it's, you, know, <laughs> you got used to. It. And, you know, <laughs> other people, no, no, other people have might, might have heard of it or they know it's coming. Yeah, you know, but for people having shown up and like they wanted something special on that May Day, the you know, it's like a as a coda for Occupy. You know, and again,
0: I had never seen. Put it this way: to me, it's like a flat sculpture. You, you know what I mean? It's 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 so big, right? It's like you know, and. um uh, you know, it has a political message, and you know, a lot, a lot of the L.A. street artists, I think, get pretty uh, political. I would say a lot of times, uh, you know, teach you put a lot of uh, you know, politically influenced message. So I want to kind of talk about a little bit about politics, about what's going on right now. We've been kind yeah. of like uh, just uh, dancing around the, the edges. Oh, sure, so,
1: yeah, so let's yeah. talk about.
0: Well, you you know, try
2: to stay subjective. You I, know uh, I mean, I just.
1: Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just going
2: to say that what I mean by we try to stay subjective is oh, like. Yeah. Personally, I, I, I check out CNN, Fox News, you know, uh, MSNBC, BBC. I check them all out because that's the only way you're going to get, you know, an idea of everything going on.
1: Yeah. No, no, by all means, yeah. Well, I'm on Twitter all day and so, like, I've sort of, you know, I sort of cherry pick my news sources in that sense. But it's also, <laughs> like, I follow reporters while they're doing their yeah, whole yeah. jobs. And so that was the whole point. For me, of Twitter, you know, 10 years ago, I was like, oh, I can follow political – Journalists while they're covering their jobs and hear what they really think, and so yeah, that yeah. became in itself in itself this whole sphere of influence Twitter, and so that's why it's uh, you know, it's 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 evil, but it's you know I think of it as a gladiator ring. Actually, you know, <laughs> and, uh, Amy Poehler, Amy Poehler, who uh, I made my first movie with that I directed, uh, she um, she was doing interviews. She uh, for her first film that she's directing that's coming out, and she was talking about Twitter, and she was like. It's like walking through an insane asylum on your way to dinner with friends so you can have the best conversation with your favorite people, but you might get poo flung at you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Amy boy. Poehler and I'm like she's and, and she doesn't she's not publicly anyway on Twitter so or even on like Facebook or anything. so like she's always you know, I mean I you know, so but uh, she yes, she's brilliant. so but I um, as far as what you know, I think, street art and you know was definitely boosted in a way by social media when it, it came out because I remember Gregory Siff showing me Instagram and saying it to me really slowly. You read an art show. There were so many art shows around Melrose around this yeah. time because there's spaces right. for it. There's just like tons and so you just see the same people in your neighborhood all the time and so And he was like Instagram composed post pictures. And, and, uh, <laughs> like, what do you mean? And again, remember, you know, this no, is no, like, what, twenty. I mean, yeah, you know, with, it, with certain yeah. iterations of, uh, of iPhones, you know, I mean, I remember I already went, hearkened back to uh, needing the... Uh, needing to introduce uploading times to YouTube, you know? I mean, now we can do it and stream from our phones. But. Yeah, I was
0: saying that at the beginning, you know, when LA Shore Gallery started, we had a Facebook page and we had a website, and, you know, nobody actually wanted to claim their <laughs> claim their work a lot of times because people were you know, afraid. We
1: don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, yeah well, we, and Facebook seemed as scary, and we were right to be Yeah, scared. yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> we had no idea, but yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and, and that's another thing I think that was, you know, interesting about that time, uh, was the need for and this you know speaks to my sort of foray into getting up myself is you know the sense of an alter ego and who this you know persona was going to be and the thing is is that you get to recreate someone from scratch so that all they know about you is this very little you know yeah. and so this one I or thought. two things is like you know is the one hundred percent of the impact and so whoever this. Morley person is <laughs> you know you that know, you look a little bit like <laughs> right I look a lot like Geez. so um the uh I actually told him I had to like I was buying glasses recently I was like no I can't get those I'll that's two more like, <laughs> <laughs> that's <silly. laughs> so um so I uh, so that that becomes like a character in and yeah, of itself, yeah. and so that you know who and why you're going to do that stuff. And so while I was working on this uh, movie about campaign finance and and documenting uh, Alec Monopoly, when he was just putting up posters, you know, at that point of just Monopoly figures, you know, just not even his own art, barely at that point. You know, I was struck by and a again nobody else is doing this stuff. Right, yeah. at that point, and I, and I get that things have come and gone, but at that point, like it was like. Hey, that's neat. Yeah, no, it was yeah. what was that, inter- that about? It was interesting. Yeah. It was interesting. And, 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 it, and it felt like it was a recurring theme and it was like a, a fun game saying the pieces and free. It was, was just like who's doing them. this? You know, yeah. you know
0: who's like, doing that? I'll say it. Um, you know, Alec gets a lot of like grief. Hate. He
1: gets a lot yeah. of grief. And I'll say
0: it, yeah. I feel like, you know, and to me, well,
2: you know what he did? He he uh, used a guy to help him do some drawings. And you know, if you're gonna hate on a guy for that. Then you need to start hating Andy Warhol and you a start lot understanding of other art. Michelangelo, <laughs> oh, oh Angelo, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, a- we can
1: get into the whole uh, Mimo uh, thing. Yeah, exactly. So, but uh, at this point, you know, um, I reached out to him and I was excited to hear back. And again, there was no Alec Monopoly persona at this point. And he was such an art student kid. And I got a camera from friends, so I could take pictures of it. So I didn't know how I was going to tie this into my film somehow. But I was like, there's Monopoly. And it's here. And it's, uh, and it, <laughs> and it's there. And it's like. <laughs> but what do you got to say about it? I don't know. And so he, so I did this interview with him. So we sat down and we did this interview. And so I think what. What was did, he going
0: by at that, that time?
1: It was just Alec. But so by the time we put it together, it was sort of like the last stretch of it. You know, and I and I documented it with my friend's camera. and It was like a an SLR camera, so you had to um, put it on a tripod, and so it got its own like rhythm and, sure. and you know with you know stuff. So by the time I put it out, it was called Who Is Alec Monopoly, um, and it went viral. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised by the immediate reaction that it got. And it got posted on this site, I think Worcester Art Collective or something that was like at that point it was such like a curator, and then like Alec said specifically to me, it's like when I saw that I knew I'd made it. Hmm. He was so specific about how the video had changed his immediate because, you know, it gave him the cool persona, it was like a you know, a silhouette. Was he... No, wait. I altered his Monopoly? voice.
2: Was he Alec Monopoly
1: before At you only It was like the last touch of the video was like, okay, you know, we talked about it some and, you know... It's and his then, origin very, story, man. It's <laughs> absolutely his origin story. <laughs> and so... Well, what Alec he is kind of cool, too, a, because it's, in a, it's an acronym, right, Alec? No, no, that, that came... Okay, that's the even crazier part, is that uh, we're knee-deep into this thing, and I've been <laughs> running with him 2010 or something, so, like, uh, these elections... Uh, I'm sorry, the... Uh, 2011, these uh, union protests break out in uh, uh, Wisconsin because the governor is trying to uh, prohibit union organization uh, basically in the public sector so that as a move to say that uh, public unions can't spend money in elections. They can't, uh, they couldn't uh, collect money from their members for the purpose of spending them in elections. And it's, it's just a cold straight out, like take the legs out of the union. It was brutal. And so, uh, teachers and other people took to the streets for weeks in Wisconsin. And so because of this, and we were trying to figure out where this, you know, how this had come out of nowhere, as soon as he'd won re-election, all these laws and similar laws were popping up. We heard about, uh, reading in the weeds. Uh, we found out about something called uh, the American legislative exchange council, which had been around for a long time, which would go about putting, um, uh, like model legislation together on a range of topics and mm-hmm. uh its acronym was Alec. Oh, and okay. so there was this moment where it was like, but wait, now <laughs> I'm just getting confused in my own shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you know what it is, man. Like, did you know this
2: dude when you picked that fucking name? No, that's his name. There that's was his a, actual part of his actual name. Yeah,
1: and so it and, and he's so not you know and so right away I started using Alec Monopoly's footage and going out with him at night as a means to tell the story of things that I wanted to you're
0: I like out you're like the Mr. Brainwasher for Elegant. So novel, I put says. out, so I pointed <laughs> him, oh,
2: he's the Banksy. And <laughs> well, one well, another, I didn't mean man. that in a negative way, I did no, no, I I mean in a I way. did end
1: up getting into street art specifically from watching him and documenting him, correct? Yeah. Um, but it was also, you know, I was using him from the beginning where I was like, okay, there's a secret, there's a little known oil well in the middle of LA right behind the Beverly Center, let's put something up on the wall that shows people that it's there, and it's like cold, middle of the night. He's like, all right, so he paints a big Monopoly man saying, oil is here, or something. And so, <laughs> it was gone by daylight, dude. You know, I fucking, they, that was some serious wow. shit. Like, don't tell people, shh, you know. And uh, I, I uh, put him up on a, a billboard. We found a billboard that he could go up on, and that ended up being a really smart piece of his, where he did the Mickey Mouse, where he said the Alec Monopoly, or the brush, I think it's in the book. But the, um, it was a clear channel, Billboard, and so I was able to do a little piece in a video about Clear Channel and oh. uh, and how they, you know, have bought up and they're basically like a right-wing <laughs> nice network. Nice So I So I, I throw this video together and, and Free Humanity, his cohort at that time. Free who, Humanity helped him get up here in L.A. Oh, sure. Yeah, so Free saw that and as he later told me, he's like, Free was like, no way Alec came up with that on his own. <laughs> Alex Grand, Alex grandchildren couldn't come up with that. Like, he was so specific, like, where did all this political shit come from? Like, so like, you know, so there was a good year or two where while I was struggling to make this film and make some sense, I had like a story in front of it. And so, the thing is that like, this is the reason I'm going for all this work is that, you know, while we're making this film is that we made free-for-all, right? We go to Ohio, you know, you know, we, we haphazardly end up helping coordinate a national uh, video documenting uh, voter suppression uh, combating core and then turn around and make the documentary in like a year right after that. When And it was just crazy, like nights and day by the end of it just to get out by the summer before 2008. And like nobody knows that you're coming out with it. You know, like nobody you, – you have no audience. You, you've never done something like this in this sphere. And so while it gathered on its own and the fact that it was like about voter suppression and election fraud, like people The don't timing want to was it. really good. Yeah, timing was good. A lot of people cared but like media didn't want to touch that because it was so controversial at that yeah. point saying that the elections are fixed and this is what happens and stuff like that. And so um, my my producer made a big deal of like, OK, we have to have an audience for the next film that <laughs> before <it> comes out. <laughs> we have to build, you know, people knowing that it comes It makes a big difference. And so by the time I was like, oh, "Okay, all right, I got it. I got to we'll put out the video." So but believe me, by the time Pay to Plate came out, and granted it was eight years of these videos and the arts and all this shit. Yeah. But it was by that point people were like the premier, we had a premiere that was like sold out in Westwood <laughs> that was like so loud and so drunk that we had to ask them to be quiet, you know. <laughs> Ted <laughs> Lou introduced the fucking film. Oh like, it my was God. just I mean the premiere was ridiculous, dude. Garrett
2: well, even showed up. You
0: know. Oh Jesus Oh geez. <laughs> you know, that's one of the things I've learned about street art, man. You know, there's it's always how are, how do you prove yourself in street art as a legit artist? It's time. There's <laughs> you know, true, dude. It, it, yeah, exactly. It, you can have a really shitty piece, but if you put it for 10 years, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you might be a legit street artist. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like you'll have the respect of pretty, all the other guys. You, you, know, you know what I mean? And and there's no shortcuts, man. There are there are no shortcuts in this scene. I'm just saying because yeah, people are just going to criticize, man. Because that's how the street is. You, you, you know what I mean? And people are just gonna make comments, and you gotta live through the the time, man. You, you know, and that's how I feel like. Um, you know, I'm sitting here today with a PSA crew, actually. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, man. That's I always right. I always love that because it's like, you no, know, I had asked teacher one time. I was like, hey, who is the PSA crew? He's like, dude, that's me, John Ennis. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> And that's all that people need to know. You know, yeah, and they don't, it, you know it, what? They it, don't even it, it, need to know that. Not even that, dude. That's, that's why I'm trying to tell you. John doesn't like to be known yeah. as well, the so most <laughs> prolific graffiti artist out there. Well, so here's the thing. See, it's he's like, talking over me. Doesn't he doesn't even want it to be fucking heard. Exactly. But it's true.
1: He's it's fucking true. Right. So, so, you know, you look around at so much art. You go to D.C. You look around L.A. with those old murals and stuff. And it's like this public art. Yeah. You don't care who the artist was, you know. It was for yeah. the public, and yeah. so for me, you know, it's like the PS in the PSA is public service, and we can yeah. come up with all these other things. But it's it's literally just a form of both informing people and yeah. brightening the media environment. Oh, where okay, okay. Yeah.
0: Interesting. So. No, because I, I had that double entendre, you know, PSA political street art. Yeah, group, you yeah, know? yeah. So, so <laughs> well, like, I I want to yeah. try to
1: write a book at some point. With you know all these things, and so you know, with it, well, that's also the joke is that these uh, you know, when these like TCF or all these other crews were so good at coming up with like a the million different things, or you know, there's some silly ones that like they would come up with a million different things, you didn't really know for sure what their three letters it, means. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, that's
2: what they they all do that actually. I mean, CBS, um, well, there's LOD. like you know what
1: it means supposed to be, but so like you know, during the boom, the explosion, when there was like dozens of artists and they were all like. That's interesting, you know. We yeah. were like, that's actually, they got something to say. I remember there was a point where it was like someone made their thing that they made a boot. You know, and they had a, a and it was like, uh, you know, it was an artfully made kind of boot or something. And they would decorate and they had a quote of a Prince song on it, you know. Um, from Kiss. <laughs> from Kiss. Okay. Which I guess you're right. Um, uh, and uh, it was interesting. He would get up and there was everyone else. But like that person had an art show in six months.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then you never saw him on the street yeah, again no, the,
1: the, and that's fine you know everyone just goes through their, well, their well, that's, their that's mostly, what I mean man we don't so you know we don't know that, who that is like but that was you know such I mean? a, but, but that was that the, the boot it was fine yeah. you know it was cool and they 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 said and but that was the thing even they had a statement in it because they'd worked in the shoe air industry and they realized oh, okay. that there was a lot of injustice about it. They would talk about it and, and, and like what happened to workers and stuff. And so they were, you know, that was what they wanted to be able to point out, having done this stuff. And so that was why they still like, you know, boots and stuff. But it was, yeah. like, it was just the one uh, song for but that's uh, that's Prince. what that's what you know, we love figuring
2: out on this show.
1: Exactly. It's like why? Okay, yeah. we see this stuff. What? Why? What? That's a that, and that's and that's hopefully. What, like, you know, when people put something up, there's just a little bit more behind it, and yeah. that's, like, the whole joy of it, I think, is yeah, well, seeing, gives us- like, there's, okay, someone had something that they wanted to say, and they put it up, and it's <laughs> there for me, however, you know, fast I'm breezing by it to, to process or not.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, well, let's go back and talk, we've been talking about elections a lot, you know, elections are coming up again, and I feel like that's. Elections are always coming
2: up. It's like, well, once they're over, and they're coming the, up again. <laughs> the unindicted co-conspirator occupying the Oval Office, he's constantly campaigning. I don't even know what's it going It has been a campaign. Has he ever stopped campaigning? Can you guys feel me? He keeps doing rallies. No, no.
1: Listen. He filed for re-election on inauguration day. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. By, like, the afternoon, he had filed for so that he could raise money. And... The majority of that money is oh. paying legal defenses.
2: Ooh, oh, you guys, you people hear that?
1: Wow. Which,
2: like, like people are suing him, basically.
1: To, no, no, for, for, like, all the people that are, yeah, well, because, you know, like, his, everyone whose work firm is, you know, well, suing people. He's suing people
2: okay. to stop things, and if you're going to sue somebody, it costs a lot of money for these Four to six hundred dollars well, an that, hour. But
1: they're all, you know, everybody's being indicted. You know, forget about it. Now you these know, lawyers,
2: they get, they make like four to six hundred dollars an hour, right?
1: Oh yeah. You, can or you guys update like, me on what's to, going
2: like, on? Because
0: the last thing I know is no collusion. <laughs> 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 all right,
1: that's what I heard. You know, yeah, what I mean, I what's
0: going? After that, okay, I was just okay, like, okay. ah, it's so much. I, I can't okay. even pay attention. It's right so now. bad.
1: that um, what basically happened over the past week is that Attorney General Barr, who had. Uh, misrepresented the uh, Mueller report painstakingly um, was brought before uh, the Senate and was questioned and... Is it the uh, House? The Senate. He f- refused to show up to the House. They put like a chicken there or something like that? That, that was, yeah. That's, it just seems like how a how show. these things stand yeah. out on social media and that's what's good. But uh, <coughs> Kamala Harris, the senator and also prosecutor, uh, very uh, carefully... Presidential played. candidate? Yes. Mine of choice. Let us let it be known. Uh, very, very exquisitely filleted him under her time. Um, I saw that to oh, man. dismember both his credibility and to get him to acknowledge that he never looked at any of the evidence before recommending that there was insufficient okay. evidence. Okay, you know, I mean, I mean, she really got him to say like, and I mean, it's so embarrassing. So what's For Mueller the, so, saying right now? So, uh, so it's uh, he's going to uh, appear as soon as I think May fourteenth in okay. front of the house. <laughs> so okay. it's I mean it's going to get real pretty quick. And so, but the uh, you know it's it, it's gotten the goalposts have moved so much that the uh, you know the idea that it was about and this is what's so interesting about like after the election I was terrified and I wanted to do some street art because I was like. You know, Look, this was my worst case scenario having spent like almost 10 years on these films about documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> about, about elections. <laughs> documentaries about a democracy, yeah, about elections. what could happen yeah, with voting exactly. machines, about uh, campaign finance and how uh, outside foreign money could come and influence people. Um, so, you know. I
2: forget this picture he posted up. It was of this massive shark just jumping way out of the air. and He goes, an actual photo of 2017.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah. It was so it was um Steve, it was so bad, so yeah, so uh it you know, like anyone else, I think it took a while for me to recover and, uh, <laughs> still am. but you know, the specific <laughs> disillusionment of what you're working for, and to see you know frankly, some other people who I had worked alongside with in the sort of like movement get like suckered into what we now see as Russian ops to get their emotions flared up, and this is the thing that's the most interesting is like they don't like. The most effective thing is uh, emotions and, you know, getting people uh, invested in things and jerking at strings in some ways in the aggro more than the, you know – uh, you know, psychological ops or the misinformation of things, other things. It's really about like poking the, the thing that you're already, you know, upset That's about. A so recreational outrage, man. Yeah, and so and so that that helps divide us for sure, and it did a good job. You know, but you know, it's, it's, it, it was interesting for me after 2016 mm-hmm. that like my first reaction, you know, was like, I think you know Russia had something to do with this because if there was one fingerprint of the email hack from Russia, like, dude. Like, as somebody who spent way too much time, and this is and, – and I'll just break it down because, you know, nobody yeah. gives me the opportunity as such. But, like, as somebody who spent way too much time trying to figure out how to, like, uh, hack elections or how to, like, take them apart, like, you know – and if you're Russian, if you have an interest, like, you're not going to start at, like, well, maybe I'll just release some emails of the opponent. Like, you're going to start at the end result and work back like anybody <laughs> fucking would. If you're going to spend that kind of money and you got hackers and stuff, because you have to get an end result that's going to work, but you also want to reduce the vote count of your opponent in the meantime up to then so that it seems it's slightly plausible when that flip happens. And so yeah. – um, to try to get people aware of that after 2016 was like my initial burst of street art. But what well, was amazing, and so I came out with all the stuff about, you know, from Russia with love and all these yeah. but, that. Uh, but what was striking was how quickly that became the common perception, and that I didn't feel the need for so long after that to, like, I don't, everybody sees this. Like, yeah. nobody's even, like, we're all in shock. We don't know how deep. And, and going back to what you're saying about where are we, the whole Mueller collusion thing, it's like the whole like no collusion, no collusion. That, that, that's already moved the goalposts so far because Russia clearly helped Trump's campaign. They're helping already, we know, uh, for 2020. We already know recently that they penetrated all 50 states' voting systems. Uh, and uh, Bill Clinton himself said recently that he believes that they uh, flipped the voting count in three states, which I thought as well because those three states hadn't gone – Republican in over twenty years, and they weren't expected to go that way. And, and They so were suddenly, super fucking close, and they go by eight. They all went by eighty thousand votes each, and they all had an extraordinary number to the third party candidates. And so, you know, having watched these things, it's just so hard because, like, you know, I mean, I I I figure out the map for Ohio. And I get it, but like if you're gonna do multiple states at once, like I can't, you know. You <laughs> no, know, it's just, like it's, I played a role in really exposing and it, mapping yeah. what happened in 2004, and people are like still, you know, it. And amazingly, both of these films, you know, I'm, I'm pretty proud, frankly. Like nothing got wrong, nothing <laughs> no. got, nothing was disproven. No, my man and, and here again, is
2: fucking researcher, like you don't know.
1: But and like. You know things can come out later, okay? Like there was a, a documentary on, uh, uh, like Roman Polanski wanted and desired, and you know there's debate over his innocence or something, and like the film come out, it got to festivals, it was on HBO, and then after that. The attorney who had been interviewed said, like, no, that wasn't true. I just said that. Like, what do you mean? (laughs) And so, like, the whole, like, sense of raising his, like, but he might have been. No, no, I didn't say it. There there weren't all these questions. It's like, but why did you say that shit? So, like, you know, to render something worthless after the fact, like, obviously, we wouldn't have gone through all that if you had known, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, thankfully, when you follow through, in fact, when it gets into the voter suppression election, Theft. It's far deeper than that. That's just what I can. Man, confirm. I'm scared
0: now, man. Like, oh man. I, okay, so well, I
1: recommend well, seeing Free for All and Pay to Play. And you can see it, both of them for free okay, on YouTube. We're, yeah, we Oh, on YouTube. Okay, they're both on YouTube now because uh, we we're all? so worried about like these like crazy right wing documentaries. We're like, well, shit. At least we can show the well researched, no, documented stuff with real people. That's not a conspiracy documentary. <laughs> right. Just
2: so we have this nice and clear for the listeners, that is uh, pay to play
1: with number two, pay to play, which is great because when you Google it. It just comes up as the movie. You see the movie and it's, yeah. and it's cool that it's like okay, it's a yep. real movie. Pay yeah. to play the number. And so then free and it's for also. all, And then Free For All was, you know, we put it on free. We put it for free online. It's Free For All. <laughs> that week for Free For All. <laughs> yeah. it Like in July of 2006 or something. And we had to pay for streaming then to get it out. I mean it was a big deal to like – I was lucky that my producer wanted to get it out in that way and so many people watched it I was surprised like people I'd work with on reality TV shows like friends of friends like I was so surprised by how that actually got out for like you know considering that we didn't like sort of like um, and it's out it and organic, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so no billboards that, but
2: no commercials but, no anything like, here, like so that. here's the
1: thing so Going back to New York because this is where this yeah. all started. And I want to like make sure that this ties in because this also ties into uh, the tools that you see in the movie and in uh, the book. Um, and uh, it harkens back to also the origins of the uh, watching uh, Shepherd Ferry come up. So um, I was living in New York. I went to NYU like I said. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to write comedy. I had gone to school uh, to, for uh, playwriting, screenwriting. And I, was lo- and I was looking to these show uh, networks, younger networks, like Comedy Central, MTV, trying to get a foot in. And I would interned on MTV stuff. I'd worked on this 16-year-old kid's TV show that he shot in his bedroom on cable access, and it was called Squirt TV. And it was just this loudmouth sort of 16-year-old kid that was so, like, striking because he was so small. But he had opinions and, uh, and he would host on his bed and uh, after finally MTV got it and they picked it up but I worked on the show for like two and a half weeks and I got fired <laughs> now mind you we would find out later that this like 14 year old kid or whatever was also on heroin and like screwing hookers or something so, but wow um, at 14 it was whatever it was 16 geez but still no 16 yeah um, so uh the, um, yeah, so there was a wealth of inexperience and they needed somebody else, you know, but I was, you know, running the material and stuff. But, like, so th- this was already, like, didn't last more than six weeks is all I'm saying. The whole thing was like, yeah, and it's done. So, um, but I, after that experience, I was like, wow, maybe I should check out this cable access. It's in New York. Yeah. Because that seems like an interesting outlet. And, and I'd sort of flip by it on TV. And so you can't get a signal. In uh, New York. So you have to get cable if you watch any TV at all. And so you immediately get the channels that are on cable or something. And so you see these weird things late at night. And again, there was no explosion of cable then. This is mid-90s. Okay. Mid to the late nineties. Mm-hmm. <sighs> er, yeah. So um, so I f- go about getting the paperwork and they send you, you know, something, and you say you live in the city, and they send you some <clears throat> labels eventually. And I met with a couple other uh, people who had done the comedy thing and were looking for an outlet. So we wanted a tape to get hired on other shows. Mm -hmm. That was the whole point. Mm -hmm. And I had a way to edit. And again, remind you, it's like, yeah, you can just edit on your fucking phone now, dude. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dial it back 20 years, champ. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) I had gone to film school, but I had gone to the writing program. And they made you take a video class. And so I fell in love with editing to music at that point. And so this has led to uh, everything I do since where it's like it's writing but with video. Yeah. So it's uh, – but the – I was able to get back into the editing room at my video – the video editing room at the writing program Mm -hmm. because they were writers. Mm -hmm. Most of these people didn't do video after the fact. Only one or two other people after they did the video class would have the bug where they would completely take advantage of it Mm because nobody was using it. But I, bro, a year and a half after I graduated, I was yeah. going back there. And they're looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and it's a small program. Hey, people's waving. And um, they, uh, and so, and this is three quarter tapes. Yeah. Big tapes. And so I was going there, transferring, and, and just like, I fell in love with the stuff. And so uh, I was lucky that I could uh, be supported by my parents for that first year out of, and so I was like, during the day, I was like working on writing samples, trying to get it out, and struggling. And uh, in the nights, I would go and edit at NYU. Jeez, man! And uh, and but I was so in love with it. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I would I was I would never do it stoned. I was always I always do it straight because it was so confusing with all the knobs and stuff. Like you yeah, couldn't yeah, do it. it yeah, was well, like, and and you had two decks going, and and it was linear editing, dude. It's like linear line, editing. So like you had airplane, to find man. a point in the tape where it was gonna go and then drop both the video and the audio into it. And then <laughs> oh go back gosh. to another point of time where you wanted that thing. It wasn't, a, it, none of the non commercial shit. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no. But I was at the birth of that. So the, this is right around the corner. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was doing that and then carrying this backpack full of tapes back and forth between my apartment at night and uh, um, and eating like these cheeseburgers from McDonald's that would make <laughs> my stomach like hurt. So yeah. um, So, but in the course of doing this, with a couple of friends of mine who also had comedy ambitions, you know, we started to put these things out. And the response that I started to get from people just locally. Now, remember, it's really hard in New York to like stand out, to make a name, to get sort of seen or to be heard. And the way that people started to react just to us having done this and been yeah. on TV was like, oh, this, and it started to become a thing. Yeah. Like, this guy's from a thing. And it's like, you gotta see my friend John. He does this show on cable access. Yeah. And it became like exciting for other people. And then other people would want to see when we do new episodes. And it was so weird. Now, in the beginning of this, again, this is all super eight and we go out, to make a really cool, sort of like edgy, and we, it would ultimately the the gist of it, like you know, in a lot of ways with art, you you do it and then you figure out why it made sense after it. The gist of it is it would seem edgy up front, like we're out at night doing these reckless, dangerous things and you, we can't be fucked with, but like, it ends up uh, unraveling over the course of the half hour of self-parody that we're just sort of like helpless uh, people struggling to so get That was seen. your start
0: at N- NYU, based Out of NYU. Yeah, was, yeah, cable, this show. cable access But the beginning
1: TV. of this show included us making stickers that would go out at night on rollerblades, because rollerblades are a thing, <laughs> and, um, you could, uh, and the city was paved, yeah. so you could go... Whoosh, whoosh, and, go and no fast. cars. Yeah. Go real fast. Slap up all these stickers that say slaps. tools. Yes. Yeah. And um, and yep. I used and again stickers. You can't just like upload it to the internet and yeah. none of that shit. Okay, twenty years ago. So I would go to like uh, Staples or office supply place like that and uh, get these mailing labels and I would y- use my inkjet printer. Yeah. And um, and I would just put tools T O O L Z in big letters. With uh, the same font, which was the screw up typewriter font, big font, and then I love that font. And uh, the whole point was that it was like what we would, you know, it's like the gist. Like you get what it is, and then you see someone like Shepard Fairey write it out later in phenomenology Are you yeah, familiar yeah, with that yeah, okay his yeah, manifesto yeah, yeah. in phenomenology yep. so you're like yeah that's right you see it everywhere bit by bit and so it gradually becomes a, a critical saturation it feels like it's something and again this is a city where it's like you're in a day with advertising and buildings and all this stuff and so
0: the repetition
1: so what I went with was this and so as I was doing the stuff and rollerblading and like not having a life because <laughs> I was trying to get these writing samples out and like nobody yeah. was biting you know your tools yeah all I all I all was finding myself to do was time to make these stickers uh, on my laser on my laser jet printer that would say tools T O L Z. Sometimes they would say of the new school because it was tools of the new school mm-hmm. was the show, and then a few of them would have the time of when it aired. Just to make it like really misty, okay. but also they would change it so you didn't want to like you know. Interesting. So um, and I would go out and I was on rollerblades and so these stickers that were white and they were like paper and so uh, and I was on rollerblades and I'm six feet, uh-huh. so it was like the extra few inches and I got a long arm span, <laughs> so I could get it on the back of. Um, on the back of uh, don't walk signs and stuff like that, yeah, 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 so it's yeah. just higher than average. And okay. And another thing I started to learn that was a really valuable way to be able to stay up was a scaffolding because they would put up scaffolding around a building right, when they would start to decay and they're always having like, oh, wow, like something fell off this building and the facade, we have to fix it or something like that. And so the uh, as soon as they would put up a scaffolding, I would go for it because it's like all nice. these bars and you just walk under them. You see it over and over again. And like no one's going to, they're not going to fight you over that. No one's going to scrape it. You know, no one's going to like, yep. and uh, the sooner you could do it, the better. And uh it became something so that, you know, it was... I, I spent a lot of time and ended up doing that, and I was struggling, but I didn't realize, you know, how uh, how widespread it was actually getting. Because I people see. would start to tell me how they, you know, they saw a the tool stick, they saw another one. But then after a while, it was like, oh, yeah, it's everywhere. Well, yeah. And that's a big deal in New yeah. York, okay? Yeah. So um, I, you know, to give you an idea, fast forward, and I'll go back to New York and all this stuff and, and uh, but – Fast forward to that first interview with Alec Monopoly, yeah. 2010, mm-hmm. in my office in Beverly Hills. He brings his uh, girlfriend, who's a model, and she later told him after. I told him my story, like I was telling you about how I used to get up to with these stickers. And um, she said when they left, she was like, you know what? I grew up in Manhattan. And she was like a rich girl. She, and she had seen this. it. Yeah, and she was like, those, those were everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and Alec was like, whoa.
0: You know what? That's what I love, man, because that's what I mean. It's like, it's not just murals, man. It's not just, like, paint always. And stickers are a big part of street art, man. Right. You know, it's huge. Yeah. Andre the Giant, man, you know so, what I mean? That started that's off. That's the thing.
1: That's when that was happening as well. So, as somebody was putting up fucking stickers all over New York, I can tell you what few things I saw. There was this Cost Revs thing going on. Do you know about Cost Revs? No, I don't know about Cost so, Revs. So, they were really big. It was, like, two guys and... They did these huge building takeovers where it was um, the front of a building and it, um, it, big enough that you could see it from the subway or some shit and it would be like blocks Jesus. away. And, um, but it was always so big. And you're like, how did you get that high up on the side of like, and it was always brick buildings. It wasn't like, you know, new buildings or something. But like, um, or on the up, back of, oh, it was perfect how they had it on the back of uh, billboards. And, and, um, and the, the way backside. the cost and the revs. I mean, it was so, and, and they were so good about making it so like, Solid and how they would paint it and stuff so that you could see it for a while because a lot of people when they first use like, you know, spray paint, they don't realize how much you have to like, you, know, you got to fill it in, dude. Yeah. I mean, you gotta yeah. Fill, it's got to be a layer of paint. Yeah. You can't just go. I didn't know. It's like a thick. Yeah. The light will re- be, reflect exactly. off of it. And you will see it for miles because of it. I <laughs> mean, this shit matters. And that's why it's like, if you can't do it right. Don't bother because it's just a mess. So, um and then I started to also see these stickers that would uh, say uh, obey. Some would say Andres giant. Posse. Some would say giant. Yeah. Um, I remember specifically that there was okay the Andre the po- Andre the Giant as a posse. I remember there was this my girlfriend at the time. There was a documentary about this guy from uh, SVA or something. Okay, there was like fifteen minutes long or something about that. I told the story about it. I was dying to to see it, and I was like, that's, "That's so crazy!" So, um, so but it started to have the same art. So I would see the Obey in the giant stickers. And so there was a good year or two or three and before he merged them into this obey giant thing. Okay. And then after a while and, and there were, and he would play around with different sort of memes or something, but like you would see it. And, um, but again, it was on the back of like parking centers, uh, parking signs or stuff like that because it was, you know, I was there. So I was seeing what I was seeing. And, um, it, so to start to see it like gradually become a thing, a thing over those years was really i mean it's like you have to understand how like from the Genesis nothing back. happens overnight except yeah, like yeah. maybe you're the one pace you did so um so to watch those things gradually come together now in that time i had um started to get now i i guess i i broke my leg i should get into that so i i shattered my leg everybody thought it was me trying to put up a sticker or doing you know uh, riding on the back of a UPS truck because we did a rap about a UPS woman that became like our, our hit that people knew us from. And Man, so, we, we, we got to go into another no, 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 episode. I, I got go go to start making a documentary about like so. <laughs> but the, the thing that's wild is that people would know The sticker when I was putting it up. That's what I'm talking. Repetition. Because they saw the show, you know, like uh, other. I was behind the camera more often than not, but other people on the show uh, would be recognized around the city. Like the idea that like people had heard about it or seen your show was like to look back on that now. It's 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 like it's unbelievable to have like won a platform, and I mean it's like literally if you can make it there, dude, you can make it. Yeah, I mean cable access. Like I said, when I think of cable access, I think of the starts
0: of like uh, uh, Jackass and things. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. So So um, exactly. And
1: so, um, in fact, yeah, so there was, I've been doing it years, and then um, we ended up uh, getting uh, repped by uh, uh, Howard Stern Productions. Oh, really? And uh, his agent, Don Buckwald and Associates. And so they were trying to find an outlet for it, but it was like, not just it was too edgy, but it was like too, like, heady. Because, again, guess what? I'm always trying to put a political point into the middle of everything. So, you know, we go to the gay pride parade. There's a lot of crazy shit going on. But, like, we made some – we staged gay uh, marriages. And and we married (laughs) couples there. And we wrote these, like, ridiculous fucking, like, borderline offensive vows that they're not going to hear until they're halfway through. (laughs) And they laugh their asses off, like with lesbians. Jeez. Like, do you uh, do you take this woman to uh, to synchronize your periods no matter what? You know, like, <laughs> watch them. <laughs> And you're like, oh, thank God they they liked the stuff. So, well, um, okay,
0: so basically, you, you know, John, we got to have you in for another episode, man, because it seems like we had a well of stories that we oh, want to sure, get sure, into, man. Um, so, you know, again, can you tell us the audience a little bit about where we can um, find uh, your documentaries again yeah. on YouTube? Oh, right? sure,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, pay to play, the number two. Pay to play and free for all. Just a little bit of four. Yep. No numbers. Uh, are on YouTube and uh, they're both uh, free. And, uh, and what's your website? Instagram. Do you have a, a website or Instagram? Uh, website? SaveourElections.org.
0: SaveourElections.org. And my Instagram is at The John
2: uh,
0: N. All kinds of street art from LA. Coast, and this uh, is spelled E N N I S. That's great. Right. Right, thank you guys very much. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.